1: We use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you.
0: So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? (laughs)
2: Villains and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. It's Neil and Patty back again with a super quick, and I'm going to put on a timer, and I'm definitely not going to stick to it, but it's a super quick uh, baggies preview. We were just—it feels like we were just chatting to you yesterday because we were just chatting to you yesterday about the Burnley review, and that's the beauty of the Christmas schedule, Patty, isn't it? That it's uh, it's mile a minute, and, and to be honest with you, it kind of brings back memories of um, post-lockdown. Uh, post-lockdown number one I suppose really when we had games every day and, and, and for me I fucking love it I absolutely love it, games every day uh, games that will matter over Christmas and, and and I'm really looking forward to the rough and tumble that's going to happen between now and roughly the 8th of January when we may or may not play Liverpool I will play them alright <laughs> um, un- <laughs> unless
0: there's any COVID problems in the meantime um. I'm I'm really looking forward to the next couple of weeks. There's there's so much football to be watched. Mm-hmm. Um it's make a break time. Um not just tomorrow with Crystal Palace on the horizon and then two huge games against Chelsea and Manu. It's uh it's exciting times. The bit it's my favourite time of the year for watching football. It's it's the equivalent of the golf's moving day. I think we would think everything would be evened out by the time the FA Cup starts in January. So um and we'll know, we'll know where we're at and where our ambitions lie at that stage and see how much money we're going to spend in January. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a derby day, a real derby day tomorrow, albeit with no fans. Um, I think we're kind of used to that now and it's just par mm. for the course. Um, It'll be a different derby day to the one we were expecting this time last week, given the fact that we now have Sam Allardici in place to... Yes. Uh, to rough things up a little bit and um, hopefully didn't have an, enough time to, to stamp his authority on this team but um, I, I was never a big fan of Sam Allardyce and I'm hoping that's not going to bite me on the arse tomorrow by saying these words but uh, you know he he made it he, he, no no credit where it's due as well he did he did change a lot of things in, in um, you go back to his time in uh Ever Bolton, time. Bolton. Yeah. yeah. In Bolton, he had the biggest staff in the Premier League at the time. He was lazy as sin,
2: he didn't want to do a tap on the, on the <laughs> training field. That's <laughs> why he <had> that. <laughs> I joke, yeah. I jest, I jest,
0: yeah. But I remember, I remember, I, I knew a guy who was involved up there at the time, and he, he was just flabbergasted at how ahead of time. Yeah, was with uh, sports science and nutrition and everything else, while other clubs were still out on the piss on Saturday after the game. <laughs> he yeah. was looking after his players and he did, he, he probably overachieved with a bunch of players he had. And, you know, it wasn't always a uh, long hoofball, you know, with players like Djorkiev and that that he brought to the game. They're, you know, really good players. That always so struck that.
2: me as well, Paddy. And, and I know we're, we're kind of going down on, on the Sam Dallardyce thing because he is the main talking point, I think, of this game. But like, yeah. how did a manager that it just brought a team really into the Premier League, a manager of lower league repute, and, and I'm actually going to to divert for a moment before I come back to my point here, but this is a manager who got his big break managing Limerick City, Limerick uh Limerick city at the time he was player manager he'd finished up more or less playing with, uh, with West Brom or, or with Preston should i say and then he moved to Ireland to manage a team my my local soccer club which are now defunct hopefully coming back again next year called Limerick uh, whatever they're going to be called <laughs> because United. <they> t- <laughs> Treaty United it could be Limerick it could be back to Limerick FC again who knows but um he came to manage Limerick and Limerick at that stage would have been that was 1991 Limerick in the in the 70s and eight, uh, the late 70s early 80s would have been actually a pretty big team in Ireland they would have like they played Juventus they played Real Madrid I think they drew Juventus um, or or Real Madrid one or the two of them I remember a guy by the name of Desi Kennedy scored two goals I'm not sure if they lost 3-2 or drew 2-all but Limerick were a big team they had some really good Irish players like Alfalukun who went down to play for play for Ireland while playing for Limerick but Anardyce came and managed Limerick uh, for, was player manager for a couple of years, uh, 91 and 92. And then he went back and he was player manager of Preston. But like when he got his gig at Bolton in 99, he come from Knott's County really. And he had no real massive standing within the game at the top level. Yet all of a sudden in comes Bosman signing, JJ Ococcia from Paris Saint-Germain. In comes Yuri Jarkiev, I think from Kaisershlouten or someone like that. You know, Bruno and Gotti, Ivan Campo. Who else? Fernando Hierro. Am I right in saying Fernando Hierro played with yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, like, literally, he absolutely, just like Jack Charlton plagues the granny rule in, in international soccer. I think Allardyce saw a gap in the market for Bosmans and said, look, we'll flog money at these older guys and try and make something out of this club. And you know now he be, now he's considered a dinosaur because I think he's probably I think it's fair to say that he has failed to move on from the the early two thousands. But back then that was like there was other clubs looking at him going how are you signing these players from Real Madrid from yeah. uh, Paris Saint Germain and so on and so you know looking back at his early tenure is uh, is. Uh, <laughs> He was, as you said there, you know, being ahead of the game at Sports Science. Maybe that's what attracted these players from the continent. They were used to eating properly. They were used to playing more of a, a kind of a get it down the ground game and maybe having their minutes managed because, um, because like, the Premier League would have always been seen as hustle bustle, 90,000 90, miles an hour. Whereas Allardyce maybe brought in a, a small a bit of a more c- controlled game to it. But, you know, so interesting. Interesting that you mentioned that. I never actually really thought of him as being. Uh, cutting edge in his time because i suppose now that he's 66 years of age he's seen as a dinosaur and somebody who's failed to move on which is isn't it strange the way it's kind of swings around the guy who
0: saves everybody now isn't he he's not he's not the the head of his time kind of manager that we you know that we then going back to his time even at limerick city the 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 guy walked around and knocked at every door in in the city with father joe young people supporting the team yeah. Um, something that would have been completely unheard of. They had they had um, to knock
2: on doors and ask for donations to pay the players. That's the way the club yeah. would, the club is pretty much the same way last year as well before they folded. But <laughs> that's just been something that's always happened. But it was a real throwback style to old style like community management. There was a priest that managed that, that managed the funds of, of of Limerick FC, Father Joe Young, and, and he used to knock on the doors with Sam Paradise to to people and and basically get get donations to pay the players back in the 90s so this man has really done his uh his it's unfair to say apprenticeship because he's 66 years of age and he's managed england <laughs> well he was he was over england uh at one stage but um yeah look it's it, it is one of those uh things that i suppose it is it is unfair to kind of not to highlight what he's done as well and take him with with the requisite amount of caution Considering yeah. that maybe the game has passed him by a small bit, I wouldn't be too down on, 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 on our DJ. No.
0: no, and you can't, uh, you know, it's a derby game and there's always a bounce with a new manager. Mm. Um, well, nearly always a bounce with a new manager. Um, I don't know whether he's had enough time to work with them, having played a game on Wednesday night, was it, Man City? Yeah. Um. Managed to watch some of it because obviously we knew that the game was coming this weekend. So I watched most of the second half When I thought they were set up pretty really well and defended very well and kept Man City at bay and got their point. So I was shocked to see that they were changing the manager the next morning. But I don't know why anything shocks me in, in football anymore. I suppose the, bit, the biggest shock about that um, managerial casualty is that the first one of the Premier League season comes in December. <laughs> which he, it's usually September, yeah. you know. So, um, maybe that's a sign of uh, where finances are at, and people taking more of a of a risk keeping a manager in place, or maybe things have just settled down and, and life has has changed completely, and you, you're going to put a bit of faith in your in your project. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, you know, obviously had his disaster as a, an England manager, and um. Other than that, has probably been known as the as the guy that uh, that keeps people up. So Steady that's head. obviously what he's been what he's been brought in for. And yeah. um, he's been there before as well. He he was there as a coach um, initially back in I don't know. Just, maybe just before he, he went to to Limerick um, and famously said, was? "I'll never be back at this club again."
2: Yeah, he only played <laughs> allegedly. One game. He, was, he was player yeah. coach with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He only played one game yeah with them.
0: Um, also thrown into the, the uh, equation is that he grew up a Wolves fan, so that's going to take a bit of getting yeah. used to for 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 Baggy's fans. <laughs> so, he was born um, in Dudley. I didn't know that. Mm. Didn't know that. Yeah. So uh, uh, it'll be it'll be an interesting game. Um, I don't envisage they'll be set out exactly as they were the other night, but who knows? You know, we're we're reviewing the unreviewable here because
2: and um, that's it that's why we're spending no. a lot of time talking about Allardyce because I couldn't tell you what <laughs> oh team God. is going to be is going to be put out uh, yeah uh, oh I see that Allardyce also he spent time over in the states with the Tampa Bay Rowdies, Rowdies. Yeah. Tampa Bay Rowdies what a name <laughs> fucking hell bring back the Tampa Bay Rowdies is what I say are they still there they're still going I'm sure they're still going in some league at the moment and uh, no they folded are. in 1994 it seems yeah really? uh, Played their their hell their healthy on days I think included Sam Allardyce in the uh, in in their back four. Um, what a name! I love that. I love those old uh, US franchise names because not as good uh, as the Wilmington Hammerheads. The Wilmington Hammerheads. Or I tell you what, <laughs> after doing the doing the uh, podcast with Adam Adam Reaper, the the Villa Aztecs was a rapid name. I don't know how they got rid of that Villa Aztecs. And I was never an unbelievable I actually name. never
0: realised that until you said it on the podcast.
2: Ah, brilliant name, brilliant name. Yeah, bring it back, bring it back. I say, bring it back. Oh Jesus, the rain. I, I I think you guys might be able to hear the rain that's happening outside my window on the podcast at the moment. Holy moly, awful (laughs) stuff. Um but yeah so let's let's i suppose flip the dial uh, over towards maybe teams what we what we're going to try and see and this is where we look like silly billies because i genuinely i don't know what's going to happen i presume trezeguet is still out konzan is is doubtful ross barkley is doubtful um any i, I suppose uh, we're going to have Dougie and and Matty Matt, Cash back again, which is going to be a huge injection back into this into this yeah. team. They'll and if we get back in, I'd imagine.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I
2: I don't I don't I don't envisage that they won't. But I think the, the pivotal one, and then look, it's I'm not going to win any any awards for saying this. Is if we get Barkley in, and we can get Grealish back onto the left, Grealish against like having to push back Matty Phillips and having to push back probably that 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 young kid Furlong. You know, that's that's gonna be really our trump in, our, our trump card as always, having Grealish out on the left, but I think that he's a favorable matchups there against those two guys. Now Phillips will probably play a bit deeper, I would imagine, and try and rough him up. I like the look of that Gallagher guy they have in midfield I know from Chelsea yeah. as well. I know I think we were sniffing around him as well we and yeah. loan. Good player. I liked him with um oh the team he was with last year escapes me. Uh can't remember, um. But uh, he he played uh, he played really well uh, in the championship last year as well. And he's made Swansea. Up. It was Swansea. It was, yeah. and it looks like we're going to see somebody familiar to us Irish fans probably playing centre half because I think he's the type of defender that Ador Diche is going to like. And that's Dylan O'Shea. Um, sorry, not uh O'Shea. Dara O'Shea. Dylan O'Shea plays for for Limerick. Sorry, I'm still in still in GM <laughs> mode. Dara <Darrow> O'Shea. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Daryl Shea yeah,
0: uh, Daryl who also played football for Kerry. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but I think we're going to see him and and the, that big hulk of a man, Joy, uh, are probably going yeah. to be their two centre halves tomorrow. Um <sighs> Kieran Gibbs is there as well in the back four. See, my, my biggest reason, Patty, and, and in the in the, the the review pod for Burnley, I kind of wasn't as I said, you know, eh, I'm not too worried about Allardyce. and the reason being, and this is why I think they've brought him in, no. He needs to. He, he's going to have to buy a specific type of player, and I think they've got him in now to assess the squad over Christmas, so that he can launch into the mm-hmm. into the transfer market in in January, which I think is smart on the West West Ham board's point of view. From that point of view, if that's what their their plan is, I don't agree with them getting rid of Billich. Am I one hundred percent convinced that Ajay and uh, and Daroche are the long term centre half partnership for West Brom? That's our, our, I just I think they're going to need more of a brutish aspect to it. Mm. Uh, well, I, I I predict that uh, Ivanovic
0: will will start the game. Yes. this Weekend. I, I think, think he. I him. think he's a very Sam Allardyce kind of player. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him replace Forlong at right back and mm. in, in, and kick the legs off Jack. Kick the legs off Jack Grealish. Yeah, that would be uh, most like what. Uh, what Alardici would do, but look, I love we, we the know fact
2: we're, we're just calling Alardici. Now it's it, it was it started yeah. off as a joke. It started a podcast and now he's just Sam Alardici. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's what he called himself. So that's what uh, he called no, himself. as no, right.
2: Apologies for it. <laughs> um, do, do do you think they're going to be missing a lot? Of, like like looking at the team. At the start of the season they came I know they were losing, but they were they were creating lots of chances through Mateus Pereira and he's out with right card. That's a huge mm. break for Villa. Absolutely. Yeah. Um
0: I can't see where they you know well again there's the Charlie Austin in there who would be a, a very Samada dice kind of player. That fella, I'd yeah. imagine we get the start. Um it'll probably revert to a four-four-two with, with himself and you would think Callan Robinson would be playing off and you wouldn't know. Depends on who they have available. Um, yeah, I think we spend enough time on them now because we just don't know what way they're gonna
2: well, line up. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I do think he does like this because going back to his Bolton days, I think he does have the requisite amount of flair to sprinkle it in around the the brutish aspect of the team. And like yeah. you know, there's guys there like Roman Sayers. Um, uh, we mentioned the the guy Connor Gallagher and uh, and Greta Dean we were heavily linked with Dean Garner. Around so him too, yeah, 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 from West Ham, and eighteen million or nineteen million, I think he went to uh, he went to West Brom for. Um, hasn't really lit it up, but you know he does have that 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 sprinkle of pace that uh, that that would, I'm sure every manager would like, but it's really really really. Uh, a, a really kind of, uh, as I say, it's, it's a mysterious type game because we don't know what they're coming with because of the fact of a new manager. And we don't even know what we are coming with because the fact that we don't know what where we look on the injury side of things. like Exactly, yeah. Usually we would be saying, uh, do you think anybody will be swapped out? Do you think that he'll rotate the squad? He, he doesn't really have a choice at the moment to rotate the squad. So he's just going to yeah. have to play who he is to play. And I suppose really it does. It, it hinges on if Barkley is back. Um, if Barkley yeah. is back, does he uh, does he play a Gazzy? Does he play Bertrand Troy? I think that's what we're looking at, or or does he play Keenan Davis? I and mean, we've put you know, hammer to hammer, as they say, put a hammer up to hammer against their center halves. You know, yeah. a big battering ram, brutish center forward, put Watkins out in the right and see what happens. Now that I've said it, it kind of makes a small little bit of sense.
0: Yeah, well I think we have spoken about it before that, you know, our, our first choice when Wesley is fit is to is to try the Watkins on the right and mm. have Wesley through the middle. So why not try Keenan? Um, you know, I would I wouldn't rule out, you know, I mentioned Ivanovic, I wouldn't rule out a back five mm. for his first game in charge just to just to steady the ship and, and really yeah. frustrate us. So we could be looking at trying to break down a back five there. So um it, it's gonna be a really It's gonna be a game of chess and there's gonna be a lot of waiting to see you know what 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 kind of team is put out. Um I suppose the decisions that need to be made is number one, does Barkley start? I probably would say no. Um if it was me, given that, you know, I think in the past you're saying it's a winnable game, but you know, I think the way the Premier League has gone, the winnable games could be Chelsea and Man United you know, next week. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I don't think he'll rush uh Esri Kanza back in given how well Courtney House did the other yeah, night, absolutely. So, I'd be quite happy with that. I think Maddie Cash will come back in, um, obviously, uh, Mings and uh, and Target, and then. The, the straight decision is to bring Dougie Lewis back in. I don't envisage he'd do anything silly, and and well, you know he's had his rest, so there's there's no point in in. Uh, he's too pivotal. In, uh, I think he is, yeah. I th- I, th- I think he's one of our most important outfield players. You know, probably behind Jack, obviously, but um, you know, I think I think we're we're more solid with him in there. So it'll be himself again, and then that that tree in behind.
2: Uh, we're presuming will be Watkins will will be at the, the manager's mercy I'd imagine and I think that Douglas Lewis is more, will be more pivotal with Ezri Kanza out as well because we've seen in games and we've been critical of it here as well whereby I think that there is a license for one of our centre-halves to kind of break the line and go forward from time to time I think Dean Smith gives that license I, I remember we played a game at the start of the season I think it was against uh, how was the third game of the season? I think it was the third game of the season. With Douglas Louise, it was like as if they draw, they drawn an invisible line on the field, and he wasn't allowed to go past it. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. His heat map, his re- heat map was ridiculously disciplined. And I, I think that there is license for one of our centre halves to bomb forward. If needs be, and we saw it, we've seen Mings do it a couple of times. But, but I think what's happened sometimes is we've seen, like we saw against Brighton, we've seen Mings and Kanza do it at the same time and go, mm. "Oh shit, what's happening here?" You know. So with Esri yeah. Kanza in the I'm, team, you're I'm, not going to see. I'm Kon- not a
0: big fan of that. No, though. <laughs> yeah. I, I well, I think with
2: the with the creative uh, players we have in the team, is there any need for? I suppose know, it's. Um, I suppose what I think it's there to do is to is to compensate for our lack of brute and muscle up front. Without you know so. But what I'm trying to get at here is that Courtney House ain't going to do that. <laughs> like, like yeah. we we are the the originators of the Courtney House Fan Club. Uh, I have no problem in saying that. I I think I think he's fantastic. You know, he's 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 been really rock solid and gets a lot of stick. House ain't going to carry the ball? He's not going to do it. He's going to get rid of it. He's going to play that 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 uh, that square ball to Mings and let Mings bomb it up front if needs be. So with this with that aspect, Dougie Louise being in the team offers you that little bit of pace because Mings and Kanz are both qu- quite pacey players. That's what I'm getting at. That Smith allows one of them to go forward so that he knows the other one has the pace to cover. House doesn't have the pace the pace to cover, but he has the the the, the positional sense. I think this is I think that's going to be pivotal with Dougie Louise. And if for nothing else, I think that's why he's going to be in the team, and I think he's going to be in a very withdrawn role because even if they do play five. They're going to have someone in the hall behind, as you mentioned, behind whether it's Keelan Grant, whether it's, uh, uh, whether it's, it's Callum or uh, Charlie Austin.
0: So, yeah, now I have the, uh, the, the rain in the background. Sorry about that. It, it wasn't long
2: <laughs> yeah. coming down. It wasn't long coming you, down. Your direction. You're just
0: passing it. I was yeah. going, where is, is that noise going, going from From you or me? <laughs> I thought my washing
2: machine was after blowing up downstairs or something when it started raining. I wasn't yeah. sure. Um, unfortunately I'm sitting under a a Villex
0: window here so (laughs) so you get the the worst of it Um, yeah it'll be you know if you're asking me to predict what he's going to go with I think it will be uh, I think it'll be Bertrand Traore on the right it will be Jack through the middle and El Ghazi on the left that's what I think will start tomorrow um, I think you give him another. I think you give both of those wingers another opportunity. Uh, could be way off the mark, and what will determine that is whether he decides to put Ross Barkley back in there. Yeah. Um. And maybe it is the time to do it. You know, maybe maybe he sees this as a handy three points, and let's go and throw everything at them. Yeah. And uh, you know, it, I I I would be quite happy to take six points from these next two games and not take anything from Chelsea and Man U it, as long yeah. as we, as long as we give them a good game. um, you know, it's, I think from the fans' point of view, we need a win tomorrow. I think, mm. you know, it is it is a derby game. You know, it's a lot more of a derby than the one we spoke about last week. They are geographically our nearest neighbour. So, um, to give the fans a bit of lift going to work on Monday and coming into Christmas, you know, it would be really, really nice to get three points. Um, do I think we'll do it? Yes, I do. I think we'll win well. I think we'll boss the game from
2: start to finish and I'm predicting a 2-0 win. Hmm. Yeah, I, I can't really complain with that. Now, watch Dean Smith start delmore centre-half and do a turn Samba on it and put Courtney Hose up front to battle against their centre-halves and, and then we will all be going, what in the name of Jesus? We're thinking because, no, I I jest in that as well. Uh, I think he's he's been pretty steady with his team selections. I think we can almost predict who's going to come in. The only way we can't predict is because we just don't know if the three days or, or whatever have done, um, if the two days have done uh, Ross Barkley any favours, how close he was to playing against Burnley. Um, But mm. I, like you, I would come down the side unless he's absolutely ripping fit. Then uh, I prefer to see him there over the busy Christmas period because with Hammers, if it goes again, he'll be gone until probably the end of the transfer window, and I don't want to see that happen. So it's just it's just one of those things. Uh, like you, I think I think we'll I think we we'll keep a clean sheet in this game. I think that would be paramount uh, for us to do going to the Hawthorns uh, away from home. I think we play pretty cagey. I don't think Allardyce is going to want to lose either. But I think I I think we do have. The we have a requisite firepower to win this game, like 27 shots is still a massive amount of shots. If we have half those amount of shots, I still expect us to score against this Baggies team, absolutely. And uh, I, I think I think a 2 0 win, I think we should be happy with a 2 0 win. And, and uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with 2 0 as well. Sounds good, sounds good, yeah. So there's no need to play it for I think this is the first time we've had consensus on a. On a and a, and a prediction teddy a this year so yeah just <laughs> give the boys a ring there no need to play it 2-0 win just put it in the books and on towards um, Crystal Palace once again I jest I'm not tempting fate I'm not tempting fate um, no we, we've got
0: we've got to we've got to believe that we're a much better side than these guys we, mm-hmm. we, we've much more to offer we've much we've much more in our tank we've much more in backup um, you know we just got to convert the chances that we we got the other night and I think we we'll would win handy enough
2: yeah yeah, uh, and most teams get a new a new manager bounce, but the baggies, I'm sure, will tell you they're hoping for a new manager. Boy, see what I did there? Boing. Yeah, <laughs> never fucking understood that. Really, never understood that. Anyway, no, Tesco bags. <laughs> anyway, thanks everyone, ever so much, everybody for always for listening. Um, you can follow Paddy on at Villa Paddy. You can follow me on uh, at Love McGrath Derby game, Sunday, do our best work at 7.15 in a Sunday afternoon. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, hopefully this is the start of a fantastic Christmas, Christmas period for us. I think all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa.